Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day today. Before we get going, a special shout out to my friend Yoshiko Dart. I know that if you follow this show, you know I start every show like this. So why do I do that? Because her husband, who passed away, Justin Dart, is a hero and legend in the disability community. He is the most well-known leader we had. He and his wife, Yoshiko, traveled several times across the United States, every state, to get the ADA uh, signed, to get the disability community behind it. Um, And just, you know, every president, he was up there. And you know what? We have a tendency in our community to lose our history. So I do this because I do not want to lose the history of Justin Dart. So special shout out, Yoshiko, and a special thank you to Highmark, our lead sponsor, which they are just the greatest company, um, and and was the sponsor also last year. Uh, I love them so much. And to our other sponsor, AudioEye, a great solution for digital accessibility with your website. Well, we've got a great show today, and I want to tell you to all my friends in Ireland, you guys are awesome. You know, there are 17 countries that listen to this show, but we seem to have a big following in Ireland and Japan, and I'll bet after I visit Japan and visit all of you um, in April... We'll really get this going. So thank you so much. And I'm very excited about our show today because I met this man a couple years ago. And, you know, he is a really good person. That's how I would describe him. In addition to being committed to the disability community, uh, a very uh, brilliant man, he is also a good man. And uh, I, I just think so highly of him. So, Jeffrey Hodding, president of LC Industries, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. I appreciate the honor to be on with you. It really is um, a great privilege. I really am delighted to be with you today. Well, and it's my pleasure, Jeffrey. First, you know, for our listeners around the world, maybe you could start by sharing how you first became involved in the disability community. Absolutely. So back in the early 90s, I changed careers and started selling office products, which was a a great thing to do. And I started working for a very large national office products company. And they started to do a lot of business with the U.S. federal government. And it was right back then in those mid-90s that the U.S. federal government started, under the GSA, General Services Administration, started a what's called the Schedules Program, where companies could get a contract to sell into the federal government. So this company that I work for started to do that. And we were told back then by GSA that we had to sell products made under the Ability One Program. 
And of course, we didn't know anything about what Disability One program was. We learned about it and we found out that all of these different products that we were going to be selling were made by people with disabilities. And in particular, a lot of them were made by people who were blind or who had low vision. So we started to learn more about the individual manufacturing companies, found out that there were 60, 70, 80 of these companies all across the United States. I started interacting with them, started finding out more about their mission, and understanding, wow, there are hundreds and thousands of people every day making products that are sold into the U.S. federal government. So then... In the early 2000s, I fortunately was recruited to come work for one of those companies, which is LC Industries, where I am today. So that's really how, at the very beginning, how I got into the disability community through Ability One, and it's been a great, great journey for me so far. And I'm sure very rewarding. Yes, extremely rewarding. Yeah, um, and you, um, you have really, you've really uh, built this organization uh, to become uh, a larger group. And for those listening, you may not be familiar with LC Industries. So, uh, Jeffrey, how about explaining to our listeners what the mission is and also what you do at LC yeah, Industries? Absolutely. Yeah. So, our mission is simple. Our mission statement says, we are in the business of providing meaningful employment opportunities for people who are blind. And, you know, it's simple, short, sweet, and to the point. And that, how we live out that mission and how we've done that over 82 years, because we were founded in 1936 in Durham, North Carolina, has changed and evolved significantly over those 82 years. You know, back in 1936, we were a, a tiny project of a civic club and, and they saw the, the, the incredible need uh, to find meaningful employment for people who are blind, and they started this organization. We were caning chairs in a rundown um, little um, building in Durham, but we kept evolving. And at the beginning of the Second World War, we started making mattresses and selling those to the federal government. And really, we were a manufacturing company all the way up until the mid-'90s. All we did was manufacturing, and I'll talk maybe at some point about how that's diversified, but it was in the mid-90s that the government started to change, and the U.S. government, and especially the Department of Defense, how they bought products and needed um, support in that area. So our company went to the Department of Defense and pitched a, a pilot to do retail stores on military bases. And that pilot became highly successful, so we kept evolving. And today, we are manufacturing, we are doing distribution services all over the world. Um, retail operations, as I mentioned, on military bases. And then in the last couple of years, we have, um, have gone into technology services is a new and exciting um, avenue for us to find meaningful employment for those who are blind or have low vision. So it's been 82 years of, of evolution, um, and, and we just continue to grow and change. And, and you know, I'd be happy to, to tell you more about some in more, a little bit more detail if you want it, but that's really um, ha how our mission started and how it continues to evolve over 82 years. And and you are the CEO? 
I am the president of the company. So our CEO is Bill Hudson, who has been in this industry for over 50 years. He's, he's somewhat of a legend in, in the um, Ability One community, and I have had the privilege of being president of LC Industries for the last three years. And so I'm just honored to be doing this work. And I did not ask you, um, w- well, and what did you say the size is? What is the size uh, yeah, of employees, so, number of employees? Right. Great question. So we are today about 750 employees. We're in um, nine states. Uh, we have six manufacturing plants, two large distribution centers. We operate 34 stores, uh, retail stores on military bases. So the size and the scope of LCI is, is um, it's really significant and we are incredibly diverse. And our diversity is all about our mission, right? Our mission, uh, we're in the business of providing meaningful employment opportunities for people who are blind. So that, how we live out that mission has always changed. And like I said earlier, we started manufacturing one or two products. Today, we manufacture over 2,500 different products. We do a lot of paper conversion, whether it's in office products or uh, what's called janitation, uh, sanitation supplies. So it might be paper towels, napkins, paper plates, facial tissue, all sorts of different office products that are paper-related. We do a significant amount of injection molding, where we injection mold products. Um, we do um, a lot of blow molding. We blow mold the infamous five-gallon water can that goes on the back of every Humvee that's in the Army. Um, we make the J-spoon, for example, that goes in the MREs, the meals ready to eat. And there's thousands and thousands of, of Americans out there and others who have used MREs, and that J-Spoon is made by LC Industries in Mississippi. So very diverse manufacturing. Um, We do all the 5200 series solid body locks for the Army. Thousands of those locks get uh, made and sold every year. And so we have a very diverse manufacturing. But, you know, manufacturing is only one area that we focus on because when we started getting the opportunity to operate these retail stores, on military bases, we knew, we knew that we needed a really diver, a robust distribution network to get products moving um, efficiently. And so we opened two large distribution centers, and we have um, employees who are blind and low vision using Vocalect headsets, picking product, processing orders. Uh, we have uh, employees... Um, running stores, store managers, plant managers, operating high-tech machinery, very diverse company. Um, So the evolution continues, and 750 employees total, we have about 350 of of those who are blind or have low vision, and we are continuing to grow and change every day. So that sort of gives you a feel for the diversity of our business and the size of our business. Yeah, you are definitely a large organization. I just want to mention, that is amazing. You also work on a global basis. Now, are those like distribution centers or or what are those things on a global basis? So the global piece really comes out of our customer needs, Joyce. 
If you think about a lot of the work that we do is related to Department of Defense contracts and, and other government contracts, we have government uh, employees stationed all over the world, moving all the time. They have needs that um, uh, need to be met, products they need. So we're shipping globally. So it's mainly we don't have operations in-country. We are shipping products globally uh, every day to meet the needs of our customers. Um, two of our biggest customers are Defence Logistics, um, and also General Services Administration, and they have customers, as I said, positioned all over the world. Um, and so we are really an expert in um, government-compliant distribution, and we support a lot of companies that also have contracts that are supporting global uh, customers. So it's just part of what we do. We've learned um, how to... Uh, we've acquired that skill and um, it's something that is just part of our DNA now. We really um, are global in nature in terms of how we ship products. Wow. And so is the majority of this done then? Where are you headquartered? Durham, North Carolina. So okay. Is, we're is, is, in, yeah. Go ahead. No, we're in Durham. Um, we have our headquarters here. We have a large manufacturing plant here and a large distribution center in Durham. But as I said, we have other manufacturing plants. We have three in Mississippi, one in Louisville, one in Daytona Beach. And then um, we have a large distribution center in, as well in Las Vegas and um, our 34 base supply stores. Mainly, Most of those stores are up and down the East Coast. We have a couple out in the West Coast as well. So really a, a large national footprint of operations. Yes, that is right. Um, and... How large is the manufacturing site? Right. So we probably have over a million square feet under roof in manufacturing. So our Hazelhurst, Mississippi operations is significant, over 300,000 square feet. Uh, also here in Durham is, is almost as large as that. Um, Louisville and Daytona Beach are a little bit smaller, Tupelo, Mississippi, and Jackson, Mississippi. So in terms of employees... Um, we have a lot of employees um, working in manufacturing. We just took on a new contract with Defense Logistics a couple of years ago for make-to-order medical kits. And this is an exciting contract for us where it, there are different unique missions that the um, Department of Defense has. They require medical kits to support that mission. So we, on a mission-by-mission on a mission basis, put that kit together with the medical supplies and ship it all over the world. And again, um, a lot of employees involved in that uh, medical kitting that are blind and low vision um, doing great work um, on behalf of the DOD. So it's exciting. Well, that is exciting. And I want to talk more about this, but right now we're getting ready to go to break. If you just joined us, this is Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Jeffrey Hodding. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at one 866 472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Jeffrey Hodding, the president of LC Industries. You know what? If you're listening, you probably noticed he has a beautiful accent. Okay, that's from Australia. So I asked him that at break. How long did you say you lived there? Uh, Joyce, I was there for 29 years, the first 29 years of my life. And um, I, although, of course, you can't see me, so I am here to tell you that I've spent more uh, years now in the U.S. than I was in the, Australia. But um, still, well, love, thank I'm God like, you came uh, here. Yes, because you're changing lives. And one thing I want to point out to everyone, and then you can talk about this. If you're listening and you hear manufacturing, et cetera, you may be thinking this is a sheltered workshop. But Jeffrey knows very well he would not be on this show if LC Industries was a sheltered workshop. I just want to make that clear to everyone. Um, I hope you noticed they don't just work in one area. I know Jeffrey is working very hard right now with technology and getting people trained in digital accessibility at LC Industries. Uh, but Jeffrey, you can talk about that. Isn't it true? Uh, I'm right, right? Isn't everyone paid minimum wage? Absolutely, yes. So we are so far from being a sheltered workshop, never have been. Uh, obviously never will be. Um, it's just not something we even, it's not in our vocabulary. Um, and it's interesting, I've got to tell you a little funny story. You know, we talk about manufacturing and we think immediately, oh, that's, they're, they're boring jobs. But we have people in manufacturing operating high-speed um, uh, cutting machines, um, presses, um, metal stamping machines, injection molding machines. Um, so this is, not you know the manufacturing covers a broad range of jobs but you're right as i said earlier we're always evolving and you know in the last few years it was very clear to us that technology was something that we had to get into and so you know we we looked at our um 
around us and we realize, you know, um, people are all um, wedded to their technology, their smartphone, their tablets. And so we knew that getting into tech services was something we had to do. Uh, and I'd be, it was that that brought you and me together, that, that desire to get into digital accessibility. And uh, I'm so glad we have had that opportunity. But right now, we are actively working in contact center support, digital accessibility. We're looking to see whether we can also support cybersecurity. Um, there's a whole range of technology services. So when I think about the word sheltered workshop, I, you know, we are, no, everybody is paid above minimum wage at LCI. In addition to that, we have a retirement plan where you get a percentage of your annual compensation paid into the retirement plan. We have a 401k, full medical vacation benefits. Um, we, ha we are a true company like any other company offering a full suite of benefits and it's exciting and we have always done that from day one um, we believe in um, giving every employee an opportunity I mean I think when I think about LC Industries Joyce I think about um, you know upward mobility I think about you know um, what what does every employee want regardless of who the employee is Everyone, I would say, wants to do something better with their lives, and we are focused on that. So um, have never been a sheltered workshop, and um, it's so important for us, for everyone in the disability community to know that uh, at LC Industries, we are very much focused on trying to meet the needs of every employee and giving every employee an opportunity. Yes, and I just want to make clear. I know those of you listening that are familiar with this whole organization, they are affiliated with the uh, National Industries for the Blind, but they are not a sheltered workshop. Everyone knows how I'm so violently opposed to that, and not everyone is just working in one area. Uh, so that makes me so happy. Because yeah. we all know how hard it is for people in this country to find employment. That 70% of people with disabilities are not even counted in the workforce is just horrific to me. I don't know, but, but yeah. that is how it is. That, that is the way it is uh, today. And one group that has just an unbelievably hard time gaining employment are people who are blind. I, I mean, I actually, years ago, I'll never forget this, uh, I went with my chief operating officer, Mary Brocker, to this mid-sized company in Pittsburgh, the CEO called, they wanted to work with us to hire people with disabilities. So I went and I told them all about our company and the type of people that we're finding jobs for. And when I'm done, he said, well, I think that's great except one thing. I would never hire a blind person. I mean, I just can't possibly envision they could do this job. And I said, can climb up Mount Everest, but you can't do this job. I mean, that was it. I would not work with them. I was done after that. But um, there are people that feel like this. So, Jeffrey, I'm sure you've run into this, and why do you think that is? Well, I mean, look, 
It's all about attitude at the end of the day and changing people's perceptions of ability. Um, and I've, I have to say, over the years, I have been challenged time and time again, um, breaking down my own stereotypes about um, disability. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it, to me, it's, it all starts with attitude. And the attitude, the culture of a company either embraces people uh, who are differently abled, who are disabled. It, it's, it is all about attitude. And, you know, for many employers, hiring someone who is blind or who has another disability, it can be, I would say, it can be scary. But it's just a misperception. And, and I think that a lot of employers don't take the time to recognize that it's not that difficult to accommodate someone's work environment if they have some sort of special need or disability. It isn't that difficult. And now there are companies out there that help people do that all the time. In fact, that's something that we do. We help uh, companies um, get uh, better accommodations and give advice on that. Um, and so attitude is, is the core of everything in terms of when it comes to eliminating or reducing that 70% unemployment rate. Um, and I think when I think about attitude, it also ties in with education, right? So over the years, for example, we have a lot of our employees today who came through different schools for the blind in different states, right? Every state, many, many states have, have had over the years schools for the blind, and um, back in 20, 30, 40 years ago, that's where people with disabilities and blindness went to, to get educated. Well, today, most of those students are now mainstreamed, K through 12. And so there's a wide range, I would say, of quality of education now in the K through 12 system. And not every school system knows how to provide the right resources for someone who is blind or who has another disability. And so I listen to my employees. I've had many, many conversations with employees who told me that they went to high school or middle school and they were just put in the back and basically ignored. And that's just a tragedy to me that, that someone would not be given the opportunity to learn and have the opportunities that I was given through the educational system. So again, what is that? That's all about attitude and perception. Um, the perception is that person will never be able to learn, but how untrue and unfair that is to that person. So I think it is a matter of breaking down stereotypes, changing attitudes, um, and I think that with the right um, 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 programs out there and mentoring and education and public relations and all those things, we can move that needle and change attitudes. I mean, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in those around me. It's so, so important to do. Yes, and I, I will tell you, I have uh, different people who work for me who are blind. And some of the people that are in their 50s, when I sit down and talk to them about their schooling, and they talk for, for schools for the blind back then, not right now. They were actually trained, or educated, I should say, to be in deference to people who were sighted. And you know, every time I hear that, I just can't believe it. You know, how 
people who are blind have been viewed and have been left out and, you know, how people are afraid. But I want to tell you, some of the best people I hired are people who are blind. They are successful in the workforce. And, and Jeffrey, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Absolutely. As I said, we have employees who are blind, managing stores, managing manufacturing plants, operating high-tech machinery, um, doing technology services. I mean, there's no limit. There's absolutely no limit. And it's all a matter. If there's a limit there, I often say this to myself, it's a lack of my imagination. I have not yet envisioned a way for that job to be accommodated correctly. And it can't. There's virtually no job out there that cannot be accommodated if we put our time and talent towards it to, to make that um, accessible. It really is just an attitude. And, and, yeah. and, we have, and we just have a lot of smart people in our organization and in, in other organizations that we interact with who challenge us and help us and support us as we try and make every job in the company available to someone who is blind or low vision. Yes, and you're doing a great job at that. Um, And I noticed earlier when you were talking about working with companies to help them, does that mean you also work with the private sector or only in the public sector? Absolutely work with private sector. In fact, we have some really valuable partnerships with private sector companies. Um, Again, it all goes back to a culture within a company. It's amazing because of the amount of work we do with the federal government, You know, a lot of companies, private sector companies come to us, are intrigued by what we do and say, hey, can you help us, um, you know, penetrate the federal government and and try and understand how they they look to us to help them, you know, um, have better product penetration within the federal government. And the companies that we work with, once they see our mission and they tour our manufacturing plants and our corporate headquarters, they're just, quite frankly, amazed at what we do. And there's not one company that hasn't done a tour of our facility that goes, wow, we want to be part of what you are doing. And so we've had really strong relationships with companies like 3M, with Masterlock, with American Medical Depot, Saunders, Echo, Samsung, um, Granger, you know, on and on. I mean, we have great relationships with large um, private sector corporations because they see the mission, they embrace the mission, and quite frankly, they take what they see uh, and experience with LC Industries and they take that, that back to their own companies. And I think there's a win-win for everyone there. Well, that's outstanding. And when we come back, I want to talk also about who you do work with the federal government. But right now, we've got to go to break. I want to mention again a special thanks to Highmark and AudioEye for sponsoring this show. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. <clears throat> hey, welcome back, everyone. If you just joined us, we are talking to the president of LC Industries, Jeffrey Hodding. And actually, before break, we were talking about how LC Industries works with the private sector. Uh, Jeffrey, what about the public sector, the the federal government? What do you do with them? Because uh, it sounds as if you do a lot for the Department of Defense. We do. I Absolutely, DOD is certainly our biggest customer, um, and obviously they have um, thousands and thousands of employees all over the world. So, you know, I mentioned earlier on the, on the show, Joyce, that we're heavily involved in manufacturing, and manufacturing is still extremely uh, a large part of, of what we do, but it's not the largest part in terms of our revenue, by no means the largest part. But let's focus for a minute on manufacturing and just give you one brief example. You know, we've been making uh, the mattress, the Innerspring mattress for the Navy now for many, many years, and every, every mattress that's on a ship around the world, a naval, uh, U.S. naval vessel, is probably made by LC Industries or two of the other not-for-profits in this, in this program. And we went and worked with the Navy for many, many months, redesigning the Navy Innerspring mattress. So it's a great partnership that we have with many of the federal agencies. Um, as I said... Um, we have, manufacture solid body locks. We do make-to-order medical kitting. Um, we have thousands of different products that we manufacture. We acquired a company back in 2010 that makes tactical um, products that the soldiers wear, whether that's 
um, you know, um, vests, um, uh, plate carriers, all the different products that uh, a soldier would wear on their body when they're out in the battlefield. So we're always looking for ways to partner with our customers to develop new products and to develop service offerings. Um, as I said, we've got into technology services the last couple of years, great opportunities for all of our employees to work in contact centers, doing uh, digital accessibility work. We have many, many um, companies in the NIB family that are doing contract closeouts. So the federal government has thousands and thousands of contracts that are have not been closed out, and that's work that we've taken on, uh, that other companies in the program have taken on where they're working with DOD and other federal customers to help close out contracts. Again, it's a great white-collar upward mobility opportunity for our employees. So, yes, we have strong relationships with the federal government, and DLA and GSA certainly are two largest customers by far. Yeah, and that work you do uh, at the bases, your retail stores, that's so exciting for people. Um, right. I, I, yeah, what are they doing? Right, so every, typically every military base around the country has what's called a self-service supply store, a base supply store, or a triple SC, or the Navy calls them a serve mart. And this is where the soldiers go and buy what's called mission-critical products. So if they have a need in their work for an office product, cleaning supply, tools, tactical supplies, furniture, whatever it might be, they go to these stores and use a government funds, government credit card to purchase these products. So the, the great service that these stores bring to our customers is they don't have to go off base. So it makes the base more secure. There's less liability for soldiers having to use their own vehicles going downtown. They can come to the Triple SC or the base supply store, get the products they need right there and then, take them with them. The other service that's incredible is we support deployments and surges. So if suddenly a, a mission comes and they have to deploy in the middle of the night or as a natural disaster happens, we have a clause in our contracts that says we need to be open in two hours. We will open. The soldiers can come in, take everything they need, deploy, and be out on that mission. And that is a tremendous service that we offer. And we tailor our product assortment for whatever that base needs. And so we're very attuned to our customer needs. Um, it's been a great win-win since 1995 when the first um, base supply store opened. It's, it's just been a really strong program for us. And a great opportunity for people. That is yes. really a great opportunity. So Indeed. let me ask you, there are other organizations that are similar as far in some ways trying to do what you do. What would you say makes you different from other similar groups? What makes LC Industries different? That's a really good question, and it's probably uh, a hard question to answer in some ways because I'm sure if any of my colleagues were, and were listening in, they'd say, hey, we're all, we're all great and we're all doing wonderful things, and that part of it is true. I, sort of, I guess I would answer that question, Joyce, by thinking about and restating our mission statement, right? Because we are in the business of providing 
meaningful employment opportunities for people who are blind. Now, we deliberately put those words in the business because at LC Industries, we really think of ourselves as business-focused people, that we are entrepreneurs, that we are risk-takers. When I look at the legacy of, say, a person like Bill Hudson and what he's done, our CEO, over the last 50 years... He's been an incredibly strong risk taker, seeing opportunities and going for it. And that has been the hallmark of LCI now for really over 80 years. We see opportunities. We know that if we invest the right way and make the right prudent financial decisions, um, we will create opportunities for people who are blind and who have low vision. But we always, so what separates us is I think our business focus combined with an incredibly powerful mission that we are passionate about. So the two, those two things together, the, the, the business um, philosophy and the core mission of employment, I think is really what makes us unique. Um, and, and, you know, there are many, many companies like us in this program that do a lot of rehabilit- really wonderful rehabilitation work. LCI really does no, we don't do any rehabilitation to speak of. We don't have a clinic or anything like that. But we invest heavily in services and in cures for blindness. We have a very large philanthropy that is focused on making sure that we are always working to eliminate the causes of blindness and to provide uh, rehab services out in the community. So it's a big, big commitment from LC Industries. That is awesome. That, that yeah. is. I, I know that you're very large and very diverse. Um, so, um, and I haven't mentioned this yet, LC Industries. In case someone wants to reach you, what is your website? It's real simple. It's just lcindustries.com. That's our informational website. You'll find lots of information about our company there. If there's anyone ever interested in employment opportunities, all of our jobs are posted there. Um, So lcindustries.com. That's it. lcindustries.com. Check it out. Uh, I think you'll be very impressed. So here you are. First of all, you're very independent and high-spirited in a good way, and you moved here to the United States, and now I feel you're doing something life-changing, something really wonderful that you're spending your life doing, Uh, and there's always someone that impacted a person in their life. So my question is, who would you say is your role model? Oh, that's a... a, um my role model, well, this might sound a little corny perhaps, my role model when it comes to working with people with disabilities has to be my mother. And I'll tell you a quick story if I have a minute. When I was three years old, my mother was walking down the street and she started to see double. And she went to the doctor and the doctor told her to go straight to the hospital and they put her in surgery and to remove a brain tumor. But before she had that 12-hour surgery in 1959, she was told she would be paralyzed in the left leg. And so that's exactly what happened. She um, 
recovered from the surgery, recuperated, got therapy, and for the rest of her life, she had to wear a metal brace on her leg, and she was disabled. And um, she drove, she, nothing stopped her joys. She was a powerhouse. Um, she just had the most incredibly positive uh, attitude. Um, she danced at my wedding. She, had, um, she was just an incredible role model for not letting anything stop her and never, ever thinking of herself as someone who couldn't do what others could do. And over the years, you know, there were lots of people who would be judgmental about her, who would look at her and say, wow, what's wrong with this lady and misinterpret her disability or just label her as a result of that. But she was a strong, tough lady and she always overcame that um, stereotype. And she, so I would have to say she's, she's my key role model when it comes to um, living with a disability and thriving every day. What a great story. Yeah. That is yeah. a great story. No wonder you're like this, Jeffrey. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You know, and I, I have to say, I've got 350 role models that I work with every day. You know, often I'll come into the break room at 7.15 in the morning and there's half a dozen employees there excited, eager, ready to go to work, talking, laughing, and... They got up at four o'clock, got on public transportation and made their way to be here at seven o'clock or, or, or ready to start work at 7.30. I mean, just what incredible role models of courage and tenacity and not letting anything stop um, them or hold them back. So I've got, I don't have to look far any day for a role model. I see my employees. I'm so fortunate to be able to work with the most talented group of people who exceed um, that no limits attitude every day, Joyce. It is amazing. Well, um, it's wonderful. Wonderful what you're doing. It really is. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, the people there early getting, that's because work employment gives people dignity. You know, yeah. the first question you're asked is, what is your name? Number two, what do you do? And it's a sad day when the answer is nothing. But when you hire someone with a disability, you give them something they've never had before, freedom. Freedom to buy a car, a house, you know, live the American dream. So if you're listening to the show right now, there is a great talent pool that you're missing out on. If you don't, give someone with a disability the chance to work for you. No pity, no charity. Getting the job done, that's what I believe, and that is what it's all about. So, Jeffrey, look what you've done. Wow, you came to the United States, and here you are now, president of LC Industries. What, what would you say, in your opinion, what is your greatest accomplishment? My greatest accomplishment? You know, Joyce, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think of accomplishments in my in my life in terms of achieving one or two big things I would say probably my greatest accomplishment on a personal level is just um, is being a parent to two incredible children and 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 seeing um, and supporting them and and seeing the love and feeling that love every day from them um, that's certainly but in terms of my 
professional life. You know, um, I think it's really not in terms of the big things in life, but I think it's a series of small things. And I look at life's accomplishments more, I think, in terms of being fully present right here, right now, with what I am doing right before me. And if I can, I would say my greatest accomplishment is when, you know, someone that I encounter in the workplace, if I can leave that person feeling that I've helped them, inspired them, encouraged them, supported them right here, right now, that is my greatest accomplishment. I really believe that at the end of the day, when, when it's all said and done, at the end of our life, if we can look back and go, you know what, I had thousands of small moments of just being present to another human being in this situation, um, I've accomplished something incredible. And I'm always challenged by that because people who know me know that I'm impatient. I'm sometimes a lousy listener. And um, I want to get things done, and so I'm always eager to keep moving along. But um, I, I think my greatest accomplishment is just learning to stop and be present with another human being. And um, certainly having two young kids, which I do, challenges me on that every day because um, that's, that's, they want what everyone else wants. Um, just to know that they have been acknowledged and heard. So I'm not sure whether I answered your question the way you thought I would answer it, but um, for me, accomplishment is all about just being present and making the moment, um, the, the, the present moment, something that is really critically important for that person. You know what? That is a great comment. What that reminded me of uh, is Mary Brocker, my executive vice president. You know, she says that all the time, that the key is right. being present. And it is. Right. That is, I do believe that, uh, because you have the opportunity every day, every day to impact someone's life for the good. Sadly, and for the bad. So I hope you choose for the good. Well, Jeffrey, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? And by the way, one more time, that website, one more time. Sure. It's lcindustries.com. Please come visit uh, the website. Make contact with us. Call me with any questions. Um, We are growing. We're always hiring. Um, it's just an exciting time for us uh, as we get into technology services more and more, as we expand our other operations. So, lcindustries.com. Um, you asked me what message I guess I'd like to leave with the listeners. Um, first of all, thank you, Joyce. It's been such a pleasure. But, you know, I go back to, I think you touched on it in the, earlier in the show, you know, over 80 years ago, the, empl- the unemployment rate for people who are blind was about 70%. Today, it still hovers around 70%. And, you know, I, I, when I think of that number, I, it is distressing to me that, the, you know, you say, well, how can we move that needle? How can we make a difference? And so I guess the message to the listeners is simple. Um, don't ever give up. We've got to find new and different ways 
to move this needle on unemployment and underemployment for people who are blind or who have low vision or who have any disability. Um, And I just know in my own life that I have been challenged time and time again um, in the people that I meet, the people I encounter, and um, I know that we have to change the paradigm. Um, We have to tap into the greatness of the workforce, and there are so many people who have a disability who are incredibly talented, gifted people who just want an opportunity. They don't want pity, as you said. They want an opportunity. And so don't be afraid to embrace disability in your workplace, wherever you are. That would be the message. Yes, I and boy, I agree with that. I always tell people, no pity, because guess what? If you hire us, if you, as everyone knows, I live with epilepsy, but if you hire people with disabilities, you know what? They're going to go out to get your job. So believe me, it's not about pity. Um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Hodding, president of LC Industries, thank you so much for being our guest today. Joyce, it's been incredible pleasure for me. Um, I have the greatest respect for you and the work that you've done over the years and I know will continue to do. It's just been a joy for me and um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, and I feel the same way about you and LC Industries. We end every show with a quote and today that is, there are two ways of exerting one's strength. One is pushing down, the other is pulling up, said Booker T. Washington. I hope you're choosing pulling up. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week with Dan Ellerman from Accenture. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.